Introducing the Corner Booth, a football podcast covering the latest trends and news in college football and the NFL. Here are your hosts, Jared and Mark. Welcome in, folks, to round three of the Raspy Voice Corner Booth Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Clem. Today, big show. Pippen once again calls out LeBron. Got CC Bathia retiring after the season. Another Morris Brothers back in the NBA. And Machado's talking to a team out west. Let's get it going. Mark, what's up first? What's up first is let's just get a little out of the way while we're recording this. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I hope you have a great day with your loved one or your nice little movie or bucket of ice cream, however you want to celebrate it. Let's get out of the way. Happy Valentine's Day to the most random day of the year. Also, shout out shout out to my parents' anniversary. Hopefully, they'll listen. Wow. Uh, yeah, my dad's uh, he's a genius. He can't forget an anniversary if it's on Valentine's Day. So, You're, he's a he is a legend among men. Okay. Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, yeah. Let's say we can get right into it. Start <laughs> off with the rundown, and let's just dive right into it. And last night, or two nights ago, the Classic rivalry of the Sixers and the Celtics, which shouldn't be called a rivalry because the Sixers are just, they are owned. The Celtics own the Sixers. It's what? Two. They've won two one, and two and ten. One of them was in the playoffs Then when they, just to avoid a sweep. They should have won two nights ago. For some reason, Brad Stevens and that Celtics team <clears throat> have a magical power and they just have the Sixers beat. Okay, um, <clears throat> well, I have a theory. Uh, first off, they broke this down today. Chris Broussard said it. <clears throat> you know, this is like the worst part of my voice loss because it's coming back, <laughs> but it's just all the voice. But Al Horford is the reason you guys keep losing because he is kryptonite to Joel Embiid, who is the center point of your offense, which throws an entire monkey wrench in the rest of it. <clears throat> Thank you, Chris Bessard. I just stole your take. But he's right. <laughs> he's not wrong. He does. Horford does have some type of power over Embiid. Well, because he, Embiid's a big, kind of athletic, but he's not, like, overly fast. Horford is short. He's a little smaller, shiftier, and can play both sides of the floor. Yeah. Well, he's just he's smarter and wiser. Like, Embiid is obviously more talented. But <clears throat> Horford's been there, done that. He's seen it all. So he knows how to shut down one of the top – Big men in the league. Al Horford so, is so old. He was on the cover of the last NBA Ballers game. I mean, dude, he was on that Florida team, and the, all, everyone else, like the uh, Noah and Corey Brewer, and all those guys are like washed up. Al Horford's just still like he had his game hasn't changed at all. Because <laughs> he just knows what he's doing. <clears throat> and, and it blows my mind too. This is really, <clears throat> we were, as me and my roommates were watching this, and I've always thought Al Horford was completely bald. He's not. Like, he has a hairline. He just chooses to shave his head completely all the way through. It blew my mind. It blew my mind. I was like, oh, he must have been going ball or something. Nope, he could go hair out. He just chooses not to. Such a power move, but I don't know. So power move. But, yeah, so I, I, and the, I, everyone's like, oh, how did they lose to them without Kyrie? I'm like, I, part of me thinks that that team is better off against the Sixers when you don't have a guy that's going to just want the ball in his hands and try to score. When you – when somebody like the Celtics plays as a team, dominates on defense, and shuts down Joel Embiid, and obviously the rest of the squad, like 
I don't think Kyrie's really necessary in that situation. <clears throat> I think Kyrie's in the wrong situation in Boston. I think that they need a more distributing point guard because in a year, Jason Tatum is going to be a star player. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to have all these guys coming up, and everyone's like, oh, Kyrie can't chuck up their 25 shots a game. Also, I just love to see Boston lose another superstar, so, you know. I mean, they, if we're going to – even on the topic of Boston, this isn't even in our – wasn't even planned to be in the rundown, but how, like, they're willing to risk and get rid of everyone for Anthony Davis. I don't know why. Like, I I, I feel like the only person that you're, I'd be willing to let go is, like, all right, Kyrie, if you want to go to New York and <clears throat> the Clippers or whatever, like, go ahead, dude. We have, like, Terry, Scary Terry. We have all the – we have Marcus Smart. Like, we have these guys that are willing to – play as a team and win as a team instead of thinking plug and play pieces that can fit with a superstar yeah and it feels like they don't miss man when they play the Sixers I don't know if it's because I just watch it more thoroughly but like they don't miss Marcus Morris he is like another one that just he'll be shooting these fadeaways I'm like what the hell is Marcus Morris making all these shots for I don't know that's why I still think that the Celtics are a team to watch out for come playoffs just because they are so deep Gordon Hayward has been shooting 31% from three all year and he hits like six and scores like 22 points. Uh, I was just like, this team can, if they catch fire like they did last year, they don't have LeBron in their way. I think it's going to be, I think the East is going to be a hell of a playoff series. Like everyone just might I as well. I Toronto. Well, yeah, but I'm not, I'm saying it's not a, it's not a Warriors type of feeling. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's not like everyone last year had a really good feeling that the Cavs were still going to end up being the ones just because LeBron. This year, it's going to be like for the playoffs, watch the East. And then if you get to the championship and it's against the Warriors, like, well, at least you got to watch the East. Well, you know what's so great about this year in the NBA? The Lakers are a, sh- a crap show right now. So it's almost like a LeBron-less uh, NBA, and it's making me kind of happy. It is It is very strange. And he finds a way to stay in the media by saying dumb shit. shit. Like, he just said something about the All-Star break and how, oh, yeah, you know, the rest of the guys on my team get a, get a week off. And you know me, I'm right back at it. Uh, I'm like, come on, LeBron. Yes, you're in the damn All-Star game for the, a millionth time. We get it. Like, you don't have to talk about it like we're supposed to feel like you're a victim for being in the All-Star game. You're the captain. This is why you'll never be the GOAT. Jordan will always be better. Now go away and tie in a hole. Okay. Speaking of goats, Ben Simmons. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> stretching it. I mean, I mean, his girlfriend game is pretty high. So yes, shout out Kendall Jenner. My as girl. Much as, I, as much as I was scared and thought she was gonna be a curse, mm-hmm. she was a blessing. She had was not at that Celtics game. They have only they are like, what did you say the stat was? I think it was it, it had to be like they're like nine and two or something with her. Oh, no, I think it's like fifteen or sixteen and two. Like it's insane. Oh, she's been that many games? It's double digits, yeah. And she was not there for the um, Celtics game. So if we're gonna blame the loss on anybody, let's not blame it on Embiid. Let's blame it on the Jenner or Kardashians, Jenners, whatever you want to do. Either oh, way, no, Ben no, Simmons. Actually, no, so I heard this from uh, Fran of Barstool. Apparently, she got caught up on the Amtrak, and that's why she didn't make <laughs> it in. <laughs> so like, the, by the time she got in, they'd already lost or something. She was, was probably hooking something. up with somebody else. Whatever. Oh, God. You're you're cynical. (laughs) I'll take it. But Ben Simmons, I mean, Kendall Jenner might not have a boyfriend after it's all said and done because rest in peace, Ben Simmons. My man got banged on by Jason Tatum, which was a filthy spin move, followed up by a posterization of Ben Simmons. And then last night against the Knicks, Kevin Knox, up-and-coming young player, possible star. I don't think he has that 
uh, Mamba. Yeah, you, you love your B plus players though too. But he he backdoor cut your favorite player Jimmy Butler and left Ben Simmons just sitting there. And not only did he get two hand jammed on, but he fell. He got knocked over, and he's just laying there. I saw Embiid went over there as fast as he could to help pick him up because he was like, oh, God, we got to get this. We have to end this as soon as we can because that's not going to look good. <laughs> Leave it to Jimmy Butler to hang a team out to dry. Um, Yeah, just – I don't know, man. Uh, he's just having a rough week. At least he's great. At least, like I said, at least his personal life's doing better. Well, the only thing that's positive, <laughs> out, of it, positive out of it is – they keep showing warm-up videos of him, and he's shooting threes and making them. Very ugly form. I saw uh, like a freeze frame of him today, and his form looks like he's shooting it right-handed. Like it's everything's if he was a righty, but then he switches it last second and shoots left-handed. I, I tweet. I think I tweeted at him. I said, please, just one time, just one time, shoot a foul shot right-handed and see what happens. I really just want to see what happens because I'm convinced you're right-handed. My buddy, I've seen him at the bar shooting ice cubes like it's Pong, and he shoots it with his right hand. He throws darts with his right hand. Like, what are you doing there? He throws everything with his right hand, but then he decided to shoot a basketball. That's it. Yeah, but yeah, Ben Simmons is dead. He got posterized twice. If you want to find him, he'll be on a poster because he's dead. How are you doing there, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) Holding it together. I don't know. The Sixers get me. They get me riled up these days just because they have this team with Tobias, Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, uh, Ben Simmons. You get these little role play guys, and then you still, still can't beat the Celtics without Kyrie. Even though I still think they're a better team without him. Anyways, next topic before I lose my mind, and um, we're gonna switch it up to a little bit of baseball. You know, we like to spread it out here and. There's only one talk it seems like these days with baseball, and it's Harper and Machado. Oh god! I don't know if you I don't know if you've seen. There's been a Harper Lent. Do you know what that is? I, is it like the Catholic uh, holiday? Yeah. Lent or whatever? So okay. yeah. Uh, so my my friend, uh, he's actually hopefully coming on the podcast in the next couple of weeks. My buddy Jack Fritz. He I think he was one of that. I don't think he started it completely, but he's been posting videos. And a Harper Lent is where you do not drink alcohol. Until Harper signs with the team. Yeah, that wouldn't work for me. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's crazy. I mean, it's amazing how much people really want this man. He's just sitting there like, I'm just toying with you guys. But the other guy on the other side of this is Manny Machado. And supposedly the Padres are still trying to make moves and sign with these guys. I mean, they have all the cap room in the world. But the Padres, if they get Machado, like you said, it's going to be another Cano. It will. And – it's almost like the most pointless off-season move. So, like, honestly, it's just hilarious to me at this point. Do you imagine if Machado signed with, like, the Padres? Or, no, how about this? Imagine Machado going to the White Sox, even though I think they're actually going to be relevant in the next couple of years. they got a lot of young talent. And then Bryce Harper going to the Padres. That would be the least, like, a, a least appealing, like, two signings that, like, anybody in the MLB would even care about. That would just be, honestly, because, mo- you know, I just hate big market baseball teams. I would be laughing hysterically because I would just feel like, oh, okay. 
We just got hosed. <laughs> yeah, we did. I'd be like, you kidding me? I'm sitting there. I want to see these guys on TV all the time. He goes to the Padres and the White Sox. Like, come I, would, on. I mean, I would laugh hysterically because every Yankees fan would be crying foul for the next year. I, that's the one. I mean, that's the one. I it just Machado to the Yankees just sounds right. Bryce, everybody that is good and could get paid so much money, it just sounds right for them to go to the Yankees. But I don't know. I I, I hope it doesn't happen. But uh, speaking of the Yankees. The Yankees have been uh, – they've said that they're willing to play, pay him 200-plus million. This is Machado now we're talking about. Jesus Christ. Two, how many years do you think they spread that out? Probably at least – Eight? Five? God, six? At least, yeah. Because, like, somebody was like, why don't they just offer them – 300 mil for 10 years. I'm like, is that even that much? It's only 30 mil a year, but like, I mean, that's insanely amount, a lot amount, a lot of money. But if I'm a player, why? I mean, I guess you can't say no. Well, I could never say no to. Okay, I'm guaranteed what? Probably 25 of it, maybe, or each year. Like, <clears throat> yeah, you're guaranteed like at least 250 million of it. And look at Bobby Bonilla, dude, still making bank on July 1st. He hasn't played a swim. Well, a baseball bat since the 90s, so it is insane. Like, I can't imagine to have that type of like dependability of just not even doing anything. And you still, he's still like those guys would still probably make money if they like just Bryce Harper will always be a name. And but I don't think it's signing, it's like it's not signing your life away because you're gonna make a lot of money, but for 10 years, like that's a commitment, man. And then nobody's gonna take you can't trade them, yeah. Nobody, well, nobody you, in the world would take that. Look, look at Cano, like they had to give him away to the Mets, yeah, yeah. But, so I feel like teams are getting more cautious of this now, and like they don't want to do these giant contracts anymore. Because yeah. wasn't Martinez is deal only four or five years? JD. Yeah. I think it might have been. It might have even been either that or like a three or something. I know so, it wasn't. Yeah. Well, we talk like it's the same kind of contract. That's why the Red Sox were smart with it because they're like. Martinez could have two more years of his dominance, and then just completely fall off the map when pitchers figure him out. Yeah, I, I like I said, they're just being either really picky or just they don't they enjoy this whole. But think about it, like nobody's signing. It's so strange. Like I'm other trying like, to strike, and it's just like if there was one group of athletes who have no right to complain or strike, it's baseball players. But like, like Dallas Keuchel, like what are you doing, bud? Like I don't get it. Like be like this. We can go to our next guy. Next topic, Aaron Nola. Pitcher for the Phillies. Signed him a little contract extension. I think it was like three or four, three or four years, $45 million. Boom. Done. Simple. He wants to be here. He's making a lot of money. I don't get it. It's, that's how it should be. It's their egos and agents like Scott Boris who are running baseball. But Yeah. But speaking of, I mean, obviously we're sticking with baseball. And a young, we were talking about young talents with the White Sox. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Ooh. The one of the most powerful bats I've ever seen. You can watch. You can go on. You can just get in the dark, dark. Dude, I've uh, watching this kid swing a bat since he was 16. I'm hyped for this guy finally playing ball. He it, when when you hear the when you hear the term the sound of the bat, you listen to a video of him. That's when you hear it. He's amazing. But the Blue Jays said they are in no rush to uh, bring up their young prospect this year. This is why Toronto is a garbage organization. Because that dude could have been playing in the MLB probably since he was 16. Listen, if he was on a team like the Diamondbacks or the Dodgers, the Yankees, Red Sox, 
Um, keep throwing teams actually have a winning tradition uh, or semi-winning. The Phillies, uh, Angels, he's playing this year. Cubs, but the Toronto Blue Jays are still clinging to the glory days when Joe Jose Batista's bat flip with Edwin Encarnacion. And the problem is they're just delaying the inevitable. This kid is going to have to play. And you're not helping him by having yeah. him go against players who literally can't hit 90 on the speed gun. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like they think they're like, oh, we're going to have him go through the process. He's going to learn as much as he can. He's going to build confidence. His dad can... is one of the greatest right fielders <laughs> of all time. And you can only build – like, yeah, he'll be confident from going against kids that are not like as good at the AAA level. But if he gets too much confidence down there, he'll come up to the MLB. Yeah, he'll go up to the MLB, and then he'll just be like uh, – he might – if he faces any type of adversity, I don't know. I mean, I think either way – they're just wasting his talent down there. They don't deserve him. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, Toronto. Why can't is half a country? Sorry, but yeah, I mean, the kid's a, a beast. I, I mean, I hope they're just saying this just to hopefully not get in his head to blow up or something. But he better be up in the MLB at least by the end of the season. Yeah, or else it's just more waste of talent. What is he gonna win? What is he gonna win minor league play of the year for the second straight year? Like, it's stupid. It is stupid. But, yeah, so that pretty much wraps up the rundown for this week. Oh, CeCe Sabathia going to retire. Oh, yes. Keep it on going with the baseball. Yeah, CeCe Sabathia, the big man, is going to retire uh, after the season, I believe is what you said, right? Yes, correct. So, I mean, I feel like he's – even though he's been in the league, I feel like he's been kind of retired. He's kind of like a Chris Bosh type thing. Chris Bosh retired after four years not playing. TC's been pitching, but you don't hear hear as much about him. He's like like a number four starter now, so he he knows like his time's almost up, so he's kind of keeping it quiet. Yeah. I always wish he would have been like a guy that they would have like switched it up from starter, got some speed on his pitches, and went to the bullpen and just walked out to close games. Nice. I would love that too, but then they got Patances and Chapman. So. Yeah. All right. That wraps up for the rundown. All righty. Now it's time for the report card. All right. Mark, first off, we talked about his brother earlier. Marquise Morris has agreed to sell the Thunder. First off, I like the move. I think that Morris gives him a little kind of a rangy big man. Gives him a little depth along with, you know, like your 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 big three and George Russ and Stephen Adams. And, of course, George and Russ are, pl- Russ are playing out of their minds, so it just makes even more sense to me. Yeah, I, I, I like the move. I think – I mean, any more brother on a team, they're bruisers, they're, they're, uh, they battle. They can I shoot. Don't, yeah, he, I mean, I don't think he's as good as his brother Marcus, but I think he's going to a team that is surprising me, and Russ is – as much as I try to dislike him, he's playing well. Paul George is playing out of his body. The Brody is—he's playing well. He's averaging triple double for the third year in a row, which is insane. He's like seventy-five and twenty-two when averaging triple double. So the stat does matter, even though I think some of them are a little padded based off of his random little rebounds he gets. Either way, I think this uh, Markeith is going to help his team. I think this is a team that people are going to sleep on come playoffs. I so think- I'm going to give it a B plus. I think going forward, depending on how the Warriors look, because, I mean, they're just playing on their minds right now, but I'm worried about adversity hitting them because they, they've been kind of on cruise control. And I don't know. Like, you know, the Western Conference playoffs are just like a war zone every year. We know it. So, uh, 
I think it's the best timing for them to be cruising, though. I mean, going to All-Star break, because then if you come out flat, then there's only enough time to pick it back up to the, until the end of the year. Yeah. The teams that go into the end of the year, though, really hot. Or like the Sixers last year won like 16 out of 17, didn't work out for them. The, we can talk about streaks. Only the, what, the Indians in baseball won 22 games going in the World Series, and they lost, like, the first round. Like, it's just, I mean, it's that works. That year, the Indians, I thought that was the Indians went to the, the uh, World Series. No, no, no. They lost to the Yankees. It was last year. Oh, uh, okay. I'm getting the years mixed up. Um, Yeah, so honestly, you know what? The NBA playoffs can be insane. Of course, we'll cover it. We'll talk about it. It's just going to get crazy because the West, both the West and East, now LeBron's gone. The East is actually entertaining. It really you is. Know, and I hate saying this because he is a great player, but he is ruined, he ruins basketball for me for about three or four years. I I I like basketball. I think it was more entertaining when he was on the Heat. Yes, which I, is the big three, but still. I actually rooted for the Heat in their in their two playoff in their two wins. I rooted for them against the Spurs and against and against the Thunder because I wanted to see LeBron get his first title, and then I wanted to see him beat the Spurs just because I hate the Spurs. Yeah. But the second he got back to Cleveland, it just felt so boring. Now he's in LA. I'm just like, God, don't you're not Kobe. You'll never be Kobe. Go away. Yeah, surprised you hate the Spurs just because you're you like a natural growing of teams. I feel like the Spurs are the most because they used to knock my Timberwolves out every time we made the playoffs. And they're so damn boring. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yes and no. But they're, I mean, as boring as they were, Tony Parker, Manu. Uh, Listen, Danny, I have all the respect in the world. I've always loved Tim Duncan. But as I got older, I disliked the Spurs more and more because they're just so boring. I agree. And they were the, they were kind of like the, the Patriots. Like yeah, yeah. They are kind of like the Patriots a little bit, just like they're there. You can't really count them out. And... Yeah. Well, yeah, so what did you grade that? Mark, it's yeah, all I about give, Morris. I give it a B. Not a B plus, just a B. You there? Yeah, I know. I, I know. I'm waiting for the next the next thing to grade. Oh, okay. I didn't hear it. I thought, I thought the mic turned up again. <laughs> no, right. I did not. <laughs> so, on ESPN's first take today... Scotty Pippen was quoted as saying that LeBron lacks Jordan's clutch gene. Scotty, I agree with you 2,000%. Um, as the resident secretary of the LeBron is not the GOAT fan club, I um, repeatedly will – well, there's a reason I have 12 pairs of Jordans in my closet. Actually, seven. Seven pairs of Jordans in my closet and zero pairs of LeBrons. <clears throat> Jordan is an icon. Jordan was undefeated in the finals. Jordan is the goat of his sport. Jordan did not complain to the refs. Jordan didn't try to buddy up with everybody. Jordan punched more people than he shook hands with. And Jordan also would literally kill your team if you gave him the ball with a, with a couple seconds left. LeBron, you're almost getting, there's almost a 50-50 shot. He might airball it or break it. So to me, this is this is tracks and he's right on the money. So I love it. I saw something else that said it was a good point, and it was that LeBron doesn't have – well, LeBron – see, that's the thing. What LeBron done his whole career, he has not won the championships, but he's been to a bunch, and that could be because the East has pretty been pretty bad while he's there. But to say he doesn't have a clutch gene is pretty 
inaccurate. Uh, there was only opinion. one finals where he put the team on his back and he was clutch, and that was the one against Golden State. When he like had this huge block and was pull shooting there and making hit and hitting three throws and everything else. Yeah. Well, you look I mean, at those Miami ones. It's Ray Allen's three that keeps that series alive, and Chris Bosh's block. It, that was a, those were team wins. I agree. So, I'm not disagreeing. To me, you even look by the numbers, like Kobe and Carmelo just have as many, if not more, game-winning threes than he does. Well, you could say that Steve Steve Kerr is the reason why the Bulls won that one championship. Yeah, but that's one out of five. Okay, I'm just saying is I still am with you. I think that Jordan had a mentality different like any other, but the other like yes, the clutch gene, whatever, if it's real or not real. Michael Jordan was one of the best to ever do it. At the end of the game, you wanted the ball in his hands. But to say that LeBron does not have a takeover mode and can't take over games is just false. He's done that so I, many I'm times not in his career. That's what he doesn't have. I'm saying it's not as effective because there's a takeover mode when there's clutch gene. Clutch Gene is eight notches above that. Yeah. Like, LeBron's the most do- was the most dominant athlete on the planet for so long. It may be not anymore because there's a couple other dominant athletes in, in other sports. But so he could easily with just his pure athletic ability. Like, I remember watching him. It was his first week year in uh, Miami, and he took out the Celtics. He scored ten straight points. And he was just a man among boys. But goes to the, goes goes to the uh, finals and gets absolutely outgunned by Dirk Nowitzki in that lean back knee up th- jump shot is. <clears throat> so to me, I look at it from the point of view that nobody stopped Jordan once he got to the finals. Yes, LeBron's been to eight, but you also realize the East when Jordan played was very good. It was a very balanced Eastern Conference. When LeBron played, there was only like two okay teams and a bunch of jokes. So that and it shows when he goes to the finals and gets smoked five and five times or three times. How many times he lost? Five times. Yeah, I mean, like I, I'm gonna grade it. Like, I'm gonna give it a C. Sky Pippen's been saying some off the wall shit usually these days. He's all about these bold statements and yes, he's standing up for his buddy Michael Jordan, but LeBron. I, I'm I'm a hater just these days just because he won't shut up and he speaks too much, but I still think he's got the clutch gene. I think he's got the takeover mentality, but it's not comparable to Michael Jordan, who's the best to ever do it. But I'm going to give it like a C because Sky Pittman, just calm down. I give it a B plus. I think it has merit. I think it tracks. I... It has merit. <laughs> You're scholarly. Merit. I am scholarly. But, uh, yeah, no, so I, I give it a big plus. All right. Uh, next up on the docket, we had a big trade in the NFL that went down yesterday. Joe Flacco going, who's still not elite, but he's going to Denver. Um, elite. So, so the battle of the, uh, I guess they're all right, quarterbacks. You have Case Keenum taking on Joe Flacco in a fight to the death. Well, supposedly um, Keenum's done. Keenum's out. <laughs> I mean, this is he's hilarious. not officially, but I'm pretty they sure they got to eat that contract, which is god awful. Well, no, I think they're going to trade him. Well, I mean, who's going to take him? The Redskins. That would actually make sense. The Redskins, possibly. I can see the Dolphins because they're trying to tank. I could, yeah, but like, it's, I don't see like any team that wants to win now, like Jacksonville. They would like make a run, like a Foles or uh, somebody in the draft. I'm just picturing a Dolphins team with Case Keenum and then Brock Osweiler as your backup. 
That's just that's, so, that's, they both have weird forms. They both like to throw interceptions. That's poetry. I, I, yeah. That's poetry. It is. I just feel, I kind of feel. We play place. the Dolphins this year, Mark. Yeah, we'll probably lose. I'm going to bet, I'm going to, I'm going to pick the Dolphins because then the Eagles will, well, hopefully the curse isn't there next year. But either way, I'm going to give you this. We should, you and me should go into a Clemson corner. Uh, Sorry, wow. Way out of line. A corner booth takeover for Eagles Pats in October. We should both go down to the game in Philly for that. It's a good, I mean, I, I'm down. But we'll go back to this little report card action, and I'm going to give it, see, I want to give it an A. I really do. Just because. Uh, I mean, if you're going from the point of view of Flacco, yeah. Yeah. Escaping the fact that Lamar Jackson took your lunch money. But I think that Elway is just like, I want to get a guy in here that has been there, done that. I understand he hasn't shown it recently, but he's not sitting there like he thinks he has a good team. I mean, I personally think he should have went after Nick Foles over Joe Flacco just because of recency bias and not even Eagles bias. I think Foles has obviously been playing better than Flacco. Foles is better than Flacco. But, I mean, for a fourth-round pick in the – Ravens now have, like, for both sides, it's good, great. Like, the Ravens got rid of Flacco. They now are going with Lamar. They'll have RG3, who's shown he's a decent backup right now. And the Broncos now have a quarterback that they're going to put all their pennies in a basket or whatever the hell the reference is, and they're going to just ride them out. And hopefully, I hope it works out for them. I think Flacco I fits that system. High altitude, bombing away. He's got they're going to be on the 10-yard line. He's going to be throwing end zone, interpass interference. He's going to be down to the one-yard line. I know. Uh, you you got a decent. Who's the young receiver they got? Was that Sut- Sutton they got out there? Was yeah, that Cortland, Cortland Sutton? Well, Sutton's the one they got because Kirk's on Arizona. Yeah, Kirk's yeah. Arizona. I think it's Emmanuel <laughs> Sanders. He's still there, right? Yeah, but he might be out. I'm not sure. But you'll also have Philip Lindsay, my boy, a rock out of the running back position. I love it. Him and Royce Freeman's a good one-two punch. And an okay pat and an okay defense. Yeah. And I think Vic Vangio wants a guy like Flacco that's not – he doesn't want some young – like, that, that's the thing. You don't bring in a guy like Vic Vangio who's this dude that's been there, has been in the league forever, and you don't go and get a rookie quarterback. You just don't. Yeah, do it. it doesn't fit your system. Like, they're in a win-now mode. If they wanted a young guy, they would have brought in somebody else. Yeah, they would have gone in the draft or something. So I love this move. I give it, I give it an A- minus for all okay, all parties involved. Yep. All right, except for Case Keenum. Um, yep. Last but not least – Antonio Brown tweets out. I I don't honestly. Do you have the tweet up? Oh yeah, I'm gonna get it up. Just it it, it was it's like new demands was the hashtag. I'm like, oh god. No, it was. I remember seeing this and being like, did I miss something? Like so, a lot of the people are talking about because of who the song was in the background. It was Little Uzi Vert. Who? What city is he from, Mark? Assuming San Francisco. Nope, Philly. Interesting. And everyone's saying, oh, God, is he just proving he was going to Philly? This made us be Bleacher Report and uh, Bleeding Green Nation bleeding out of their butts or talking mm-hmm. out of their butts. But, I mean, I don't know. I have no idea what's going on with AB. I think if there was a team that could take on his BS and tell him to shut up, it's Philly. Because um, most teams deal with would not be able to handle that Foles uh, Wentz bullshit. And you see our boy Alshon, our boy Carson – all buddy buddy again at the game. I think it was Aguilar who squealed. I really do. If Aguilar was getting all the love from Wentz last year. Yeah. Two years ago, I guess. But now it wasn't this year because Aguilar 
wasn't getting open as much. I mean, I don't think anybody actually squealed, and if it was, I think it was somebody that didn't mean anything. But this is the the tweet was thank you, Steeler Nation, for a big nine years. Time to move on and forward. Da 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 da. Peace sign. Peace emoji. Hashtag new demands. Who the hell does Antonio Brown think he is? He thinks he's the best receiver in football, even though he's not Hop is. But I mean, Hop is, but he's definitely top three, five. Oh yeah, no, we've we've talked about this at length. I, I, it's Hop, then Julio, and then AB. I just don't understand though. Like, I get that you want to be gone, but you post that after you're gone. <laughs> like, you well, don't I mean, post that with two years left on your contract that you signed. I, I think like last year. I think the inevitability is that. Well, we talked about this before, and it's if Art Modell says you're gone. You're gone. He said this is over. So, and Joy Taylor actually on figure on uh, maybe I'm crazy brought up a good point. She said that like this isn't very Steeler esque, and this is this kind of bugs her a little bit because like it's got to be almost a Tomlin thing. You have the Le'Veon Bell drama and this Brown drama. This would never have happened under Cower or Chuck Knoll. Yes, it's a new age under Tomlin, but. I think the whole rumor of like Tom losing the locker rooms got even more traction the more and more this happens. Yeah, but I also just I think Big Ben's got to play, and I think they all do. I think, but that's also you said it comes back to Mike Tomlin. I think Big and, Ben's got to go too. He's part of that problem. Well, like I think me and I forget who else I was talking about, but if Le'Veon leaves, which he's probably going to, he's and AB is probably going to, even though I would want to, I see. Le'Veon's gone because he has no obligation to stay on the team. AB has two more years. If I was in control, but there would be the dumbest thing in the move, but my pettiness would take over, Like I'd be like, you know what, dude? You don't have to play for us, but we're not going to trade you. You're not going to play, so go screw yourself. You don't have to play, but you're on this team for another two years. Like I would – that's just like the balls that he had to hurt, post that shit. How much money he makes, that would hurt. You're sorry. No team would be that stupid in that bad. I know, but it's just so annoying that he posts. Like, he's like, I hate how the players have power and him posting that. Like, he, I just hate this whole new diva thing with these two. But the Steelers could go from, if we're going to grade anything, the Steelers' offense can go from an A with them to like a C. I don't care if James Conner is good. James Conner is overrated, but Juju, like, isn't really a real weapon. Yeah, I mean, James Hodgson out of Oklahoma State, like, showed some good moments last year, but. You you be you better be giving Mason Rudolph forever some first reps because Big Ben's gonna be probably retiring if they suck next year. Yeah, I yeah, so agree. I'm gonna give I'm f on the tweet. I'm douche move by Antonio Brown. Not a fan of it. Who do you think you are, bud? So I don't like it. You know me. I I talked about this at length weeks ago. If you haven't checked it out, I think it was episode twelve. I talked about how the M- NBA was going for an issue because this whole player first, me, 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 LeBron being this whole culture he's created in basketball is going to end up killing the NBA. And th- I-, I hate this kind of me culture. Like it's about the team. It's about the shield in the NFL, which is the culture they've gotten right. I, I give it a C minus, but he goes to a team like Philly, who actually or like Indianapolis, who actually have their head screwed on right, it's gonna go away real fast. I feel like with AB, this is gone the second he goes to a new team. He's doing this just to get pushed out of Pittsburgh. Yeah, but I think it's gonna get to his head so much that he's gonna enjoy this whole little 
this little shindig he's got going on in the soap opera world he's living in, he might just carry it on. It depends on where he goes, though. Like I said, if he goes to the Colts, like you said, I don't see him. But if he goes to, like, the Jets, if he goes to the Dolphins, he goes somewhere like that, he's going to be this diva OBJ type of player. And OBJ doesn't even look that bad right now. OBJ's keeping his mouth shut for once. It's it's amazing to me. I think – no, I'm serious. I think in where I look at it, the best fit for AB's career projection, this is not fan – this – these, I think it has to be a solid news. It's got to be a Philly, New England. But Pittsburgh already said they will refuse to trade New England. A Indy, a Houston, saw a team that has a strong head coach that doesn't take bullshit or a strong culture. So that's why, like, us with – everyone's like, oh, Philly – Antonio Brown, the Philly is a bad move. No, it's not. You, There's three – I got you three reasons right now why – that four reasons. Uh, Carson Wentz. Malcolm Jenkins, Fletcher Cox, Doug Peterson. Four people who would not put up with AB's BS. And Alshon Jeffrey would probably jump in the parking lot afterwards if he pulled that kind of crap. So, to me, <clears throat> he's got to go to a team like the whole San Francisco thing. That could destroy that team. To me. Because I, I don't trust that culture enough out there yet. Yeah. So I, I agree. Think, I mean, I, 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 I would like to see him out of all the teams, I, I'd like to see San Francisco just because – he wants to go there. I think the 49er team is not good, but they might be. And I think I kind of want to see AB on a team that's not irrelevant. And I think the, the the 49ers out of bad teams have the best chance of being relevant. Yeah, I feel that. So, but yeah. So what did you grade? What did you grade his tweet? I graded a B minus. Oh, no, no, no. C plus. Sorry. Yeah, I failed him. Failed you, Antonio Brown. Just like you failed your team. That team was a failure from the beginning. That was a failure when they tied the Browns exactly at the beginning. <laughs> exactly. All right, buddy. That about wraps it up for today, oh, folks. Oh, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Breaking news. Breaking news. Okay. So, I, I don't know if you're looking at the uh, Belly Up group chat right now. The word on the street is, we can grade this real quick. We got some time. That Colin Kaepernick was reached out by, the AAF reached out to him to play. And he said no because he wanted $20 million. And they supposedly, from our our one friend John from... Uh, Tampa. Yeah, Tampa, Siege the Bay, I believe, is the podcast. But he said that they only they equally pay every position. Like, there's no special pays at that league. So, supposedly Kaepernick's like, all right, screw that. Like, dude, like, you got to prove something. Go play yeah. in the AAF. Go dominate, and then you'll play in the NFL. That's how it works. But, like, Jason Whitlock, I'm, I keep making all these references today. Whitlock brought up a point. That's not his brand. He's now a social – he's now an activist. He's a social justice – he's a, a warrior for social justice. Even I hate using that term because it's kind of – his message was right, but his execution was not. Maybe. I don't know, but we're not even getting into this right now. But, but yeah, but, like – That hurts his brand if he goes I, to the NFL. And it, well, it hurts his brand even more if he goes there and sucks. Exactly. So he's afraid if he sucks, so he doesn't want to take the risk. Yeah, supposedly they reached out to Tebow too, but I mean Tebow's playing baseball. No, Tebow might make the majors this year. But even that, like his life has just been so much better out of the NFL. Like he's on the SEC channel. He's married. Yes. (laughs) Case. We don't. We don't need to get in detail with that again. Yeah. Shut up. 
That was all you who made those jokes. Oh, for sure. I, that's right up my alley, dude. You kidding me? Congrats on the oh. sex. I already said it. All right. Well, that wraps it up now. We will see you guys next week. Watch some AAF this weekend. Watch the NBA All-Star game. Pretty interesting weekend in sports. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. All right. So that wraps up for me and Mark. We'll see you guys next week. This episode of The Corner Booth has been brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Follow your host on Twitter at Belly Up Jared and at Mark Riley.